ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls, and everybody in between. Welcome to another episode of the Chaps Chat Cats. My name is Jake, and I'm joined in the virtual studio by the one and only Mr. Johnny Larkin. How are you, Johnny? Pretty good, pretty good. Still riding pretty high off the weekend. So that impressive win by the Cats. Still that mm. tired me through till this week and sort of once then this party's done the nerves will start sort of creeping back in as as we know it's back to ground zero basically another team another week another adversary to uh, face i can't believe we're in round seven john i really it's really endless. can't believe it it feels like it, only it doesn't started feel last like week. yeah and it doesn't feel like that long since the cats were you know oh and three and there's all these questions and you know people are freaking out going, what's gonna happen what's happened it's not the same side what what are they doing what do they need to do are we gonna turn it around and now three on the trot three comfortable wins on the trot you know the the blitzing yes. of hawthorne on easter monday the yep you know, one quarter demolition of West Coast and then the four quarter obliteration of the Swans. And Johnny, just we're remember, here to talk. The, the Swans had a lot of outs. That's what they did have a lot of outs. They did have a lot of outs, John. That was just, you know, um, and it was just West they actually Coast had to draft in. Hawthorne. The Swans had to draft in some Oz kickers actually from halftime. They yeah. lost so many players in that first half. They actually, yeah, they taped up a few Oz kickers from uh, the halftime show and said, "We're just going to need to run you out there in the second half." And um, so you can't. Yeah, they're like, it's, can't it's, read it's, anything. I know as well. Game. It already was just boys versus men by that point. So why not bring actual children onto the ground? They might do better. In the end, they didn't because they didn't score a goal. But three points worth a try but you know john um you know young paul um paul snodgrass who kicked that behind uh that eight-year-old will never will never forget kicking that behind ah. for the sydney swans down at kidinia park on a cool <laughs> never. evening no never he will never forget um so Never. <laughs> and also, never forget Mitch Duncan taking him out head high uh, on the wing. Shoulder Mitch high. Duncan, shoulder high. Um, yeah, Mitch Duncan, the emissary of Satan, just taking out Oz kickers um, when they're <laughs> lined up trying to help Sydney get over the line. A, a battered and beaten Sydney team. Um, drafting well, in say, local Oz kick kids. Once you step across that white line, what's that goes on the field? <laughs> That's right. Well, yeah. There's a few Oz kickers who stayed on the field because they were just driven into the turf by ruthless <laughs> Geelong cats. <laughs> so it does. You right. just got to blame Sydney Swans for making that decision. It's not the cat's fault. Yeah, that's it's the Swans' fault no. for putting the kids <laughs> in that position in the first place. It reminds me of those. Have you ever seen the NFL mascots versus kids games? Oh yes. Where... <laughs> <laughs> the mascots just drill the kids in the tackles. All right, Johnny, we've got a lot to get to. We've got, well, not a, a heap, but we've got an important thing to get to, and that's the Cats taking on the Bombers. Week 7, 
Um, and you know, get your haystacks and banjos out, John, because it's country round or country game. It's not even around game. The great agricultural men and women uh, of the the regional centres that provide food for this nation, John, and they don't even get around. They just get a game, and it gets played in inner city Melbourne. Your thoughts? Well. Where else would you hold a country game but inside <laughs> one of Australia's biggest cities? That's right. Um, it makes Nothing sense. says country more. More than concrete. <laughs> no. Concrete jungle, uh, uh, 85,000 people in a modern stadium. It always, <laughs> it, you know, when, it first, when they first announced it, it always felt a bit like, what's country about this? Yes, they're celebrating the country as, you know, they should. And all mm. that, but I always thought, why, why at the MCG? Why can't it be taken mm. around to country grounds and you know different ones celebrate that that grounds area? The what mm. they do, what they bring to the country, even around the uh, around the whole country, even and not just have it mm. Geelong, Essendon, maybe have it other teams can do it in other states as well because yeah. It's more, it's yeah. I don't know. I've never, I never thought it was that much of a big deal when it's in Melbourne. Yes, they should celebrate it's, country, it's very, but it should be in the country, not in the city. It's very weird to me, John. It is. It's very weird it's, to me. The only reason I highlighted it was so we could have a bitch about it. <laughs> Especially when you, you know you're celebrating the people who live in the country, and then. The way you want to celebrate it is by making them drive over two and a half, if not more, hours to a game. Mm. Why not take that yeah. to them? But maybe they're trying Here's to my radic- into the city. I'm that's John. I, without doubt, I've heard there's a festival set up somewhere, a country festival. You have no doubt there will be bales of hay. There'll be petting zoos. Yep. There'll be all of that great yep. country stuff, John. All the stuff that's synonymous. Um, with, you know, rural Australia. Uh, we all just yeah. like to sit around on a haystack, um, yep. <laughs> drive tractors and yep. uh, pet, pet-friendly pet animals. Um, Johnny, so wait, wait. my, my and take them to the slaughterhouse, slaughter them, and then process <laughs> Oh, John, 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 this is a, this is a PG show, John. This is a PG oh, show. Sorry. Oh, sorry. I'm just going to stop <laughs> It's just the cuddly side of the country, isn't it? That's right. Just the cuddly. Just the cuddly side of the country. That's all they want um, brought into the city. Um, uh, my, my radical suggestion, John, for a country, for a proper acknowledgement of country footy um, would be stop taking community football clubs away, away from the country towns. But, like, seriously, in the byway. In the bye week, what we should have, in my opinion, we should just have a bye week. None of this three weeks of interrupted play where we you know take the whole week off for everyone. Tell me, John, it's, what's worse? It's not three weeks. It's four weeks this year. Oh and there's two weeks where only two teams get a bye. This is ridiculous. This is ridiculous, John. What they should do, take a week off, and do you know what they do? You send broadcast crews out to all, you pick 
a marquee game from every country footy league and you put them on TV. That would be my shout. For one week, it's you highlight marquee matchups from all the different country footy leagues on Channel 7. You put it on. That would be the country festival of footy or festival of country footy. That would be my suggestion. Mainstream yeah. broadcasts of a fuckload of country games. All right, John. Why not? We've vented our spleen here about country round. Um, there's no team selection out yet. Not yet. For this game so we're still waiting here we may not get it on this episode but we had to we just had to launch into a record i don't know if there's any massive sort of stuff with the cats anyway like stanley's not going to be coming back in um stengel's not going to be coming back in oh. i don't think oh john Guess what just came through this very second breaking news team selection team selections have come in all right um, johnny all right, Give us so, the lowdown uh, here. Do you want to take a wild guess at the teams? At the team for the Cats. There's one out. Uh, and there's, there's one four out. Ins, one out, four ins for the Cats. Oh, the out will um, surprise oh, you. Okay. I'm going to say Sam Simpson got bumped out. No. All right. Who's out? It's Cameron Guthrie has. Is out due to injury. Oh, shit. Didn't expect this. Who are the ins then, John? No. Brandon Parth, Jed Buse, Jonathan Segler, and Tanner Bruin have all been named in. Oh, that is for, interesting. Um, Essendon have got Dyson Heppel's out. Jaden. Lavendi is out with Anthony mm -hmm. McDonald, Till Woody, Harrison Jones, mm -hmm. the Ambios, Nick Hind, and Merritt all being named. Um, that's actually like a spicier little thing for us to talk about than I thought we'd get to. Cam Guthrie being out with injury. It's interesting, Johnny. Yeah. Like, people have been really harsh, I think, on Cam this year, saying, you know, he's you know, he's not even in the best twenty-two. I've I've heard that said by one or two people, which I don't think is a general consensus, but the general consensus is that he hasn't played particularly well. And I'd probably agree for the first few weeks, but I feel like he's been working his way back into form. Um, as, as much as he might not have been in tip top form, he's still, I think one of Geelong's best 22, but this now, Absolutely. in my opinion, is a hell of an opportunity, Johnny, for, Brandon Parfit or Tanner Bruin, because I think one of those two Definitely. guys will come in, right? Most certainly. You, you, yeah, I'd, you'd think so. Definitely one of those who would get the spot in for um, Cameron Guthrie. Uh, I'd probably lean towards Brandon Parfit, give him a fair go, you know, just because mm. he's played a senior player out of the two. It might be good for him to mm. get a few more quarters into his legs over the Tanner Bruin, but yeah, it's a tough one. There's, a, there's four ins, there's only one out so far, so who's going to miss out? That's the other question. Well, it's 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 interesting because um, you know, with the 23 you know, 
match day squad now with your emergency player mm. or whatever you call it, you know, with, with the sub. And then you've got this long list of emergencies named. Like we know not all of those players are getting in to the final team. No. Um, I, I would say it's hard to know, Johnny, with this because do you bring Segler in knowing that Essendon, you know, with Sam Draper, like they've got a pretty good ruck sort of setup. Is they it, do. do they have two meter Peter still? Do they still have Peter? Um, uh, pretty second name. Sure, they hit a lot. Right, I think he may Peter be right. injured. Yeah, okay. I haven't but, had a look. Um, I might try and just uh, search that up. <laughs> I believe he's injured because he won the best in Ferris last year. So you think if he yeah right was he would be playing. But yeah, it's I would have assumed. Interesting. Um, and going back to the John Segler, um, Draper thing, it'll be good because yeah, Draper is a good ruckman, but I think the one area that you have over Segler is his running ability and his ability to yeah, you can move, to crumb, and do all that extra, extra few things that most ruckmen aren't capable of doing, apart from. And that Nui, when he's fully fit, probably maybe mm. Max Gorn to an extent, not as much as Draper. Yeah, Draper's sort of that one ruckman that can do a lot more than just ruck. He can run pretty well, tackle very hard, and, you know, knows how to kick a goal. So, yeah, it's, mm. it's going to be an interesting one. He's. I, I've just looked it up, Johnny, and this is, I mean, as anyone who listens to this podcast knows, um, we mainly focus on Geelong. We're fairly singularly focused. The only time we really have to cover the other teams is when they play Geelong. Um, yep. I actually remember this now that I've read it. Peter Wright was ruled out um, of round one. He suffered a shoulder injury. So That's I'm right. assuming, and he wasn't He wasn't that I could see in the Anzac Day game against no. Collingwood. So it is Sam Draper. Would you be tempted then, John, we're saying bring in you're saying Parfit in for Guthrie? I reckon so. I reckon Parfit and you would a fair s- crack. You would stay with um, Blixarves playing Ruck and maybe you know maybe pinch hitting De Koning if you if you can, but mainly you'll 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 get Blixarves at the centre bounces and that sort of thing against Draper to to try and counteract like the mobility factor or neutralise him. Possibly. I reckon so. Mm. Unless John Segler is able to run a bit more. But he's not. He's not. <laughs> I've watched um, him in the VFL and like unless... he's, he's a good ruckman if you're just going yeah. up against someone who's not as mobile, but yeah. Unless he's gonna be one of those yeah, just ruck and maybe try and just shepherd Draper off or mm. try and it, if they do use him, maybe they're going, well, you're going to have to ruck really well, give our guys the first opportunity because you don't want a free Essendon player getting easy access to the ball. So it could be a plan. Mm. But, yeah, I think I think um, Blitz and Dakoni could get a fairly good job done. They may not win their hitouts, but I think that's, that mm. extra mobility might help a bit more than out, outright t- tap work. 
Yeah, I, I think that the, the overall hit out count can be, I mean, it's not indicative of whether you're going to win clearances. There's, there's been way too many games the last few years doing this podcast where it's like, you know, Team X won the hit outs by 30, but they lost the clearances. You know, it's, it, yeah. it really does. It, it's not as big a deal. I think I'd prefer to have a Ruckman like Essendon have who can be effective once the ball is in play sort of thing, um, like what we would get with Blixarves. Um, yeah, I think that's, I think that's the way I would go myself. Um, so, so we'll we'll put our reputation on the line here. Parfit comes in, um, yep. Blixarv stays in the ruck. There was some interesting talk online, John, about would Jed Buse work his way back in because Buse went out with concussion, I think, wasn't it, a couple of weeks ago? He um, did. It's during the Hawthorne game, wasn't it? He got it subbed was. out for for Ollie Henry. Um, so there's been some talk about, you know, does Buse find his way back in? Uh, I, I don't know. I think out of those four, that, that's the only change I would make. Unless you, you know, I don't know. I was trying to think about is anyone we need to, to manage, you know, does, does O'Connor need a spell or does Tui need a spell? And, you can, you know, you bring Buse back in. But yeah. I, I, I think I'd only, I think I'd just bring Parfit in run Blixarves and, and co in the ruck. Maybe, maybe you name Stegler so. as your emergency in case you're getting absolutely killed. Um, or Buse as your emergency, maybe, or Bruin. Yeah. I don't know. I've just <laughs> named all the players. So. You have. <laughs> if we've covered all the bases, so we're good. And yeah. this is why we're not the selection. Parfit's in. Parfit's in. But, that's Parfit's what we're saying. That's what we're saying. Parfit's in. Apart from that, yeah. the tears go. No, I like it. Basically remain the same. And the other three, possibly the sub. Yeah, no, I, I think... like it, John. Parfit in, give him another opportunity. I, I, I think it, like, I think he needs, he deserves another opportunity. He's done enough at Geelong for a long enough time. But it has shocked me how quickly he's sort of, you know, fallen from being like an auto selection into being this sort of, fringe sub kind of player like it, mm. it's really sort of stunned me um how quickly that's happened because before prior to his injury he was he was fairly much you know fairly well a lock week it in was. week out so yeah getting some good I, I think he deserves another crack mm. all right johnny let's get into some thoughts from the listeners now it was a quite a week i have to say but that was because i put it up late um this week i normally put it up yesterday but i only thought about it this morning because i've just been flat out um is, because we're country oh, people john and there are exactly. country concerns you, you know what i mean i was out cutting firewood winter is approaching and it was, winter is coming it's just busy that's right um so we said give us your thoughts what you want to see from the cats this week um jay says jez to get 25 kicks, no handballs, 12 marks, 14 goals, seven behinds, six um, freeze four, two against, three votes. But this time we win, referencing, of course, Gary Ablett Sr.'s terrific 14-goal, seven performance in a loss. Um, Mitch says, more Mark O'Connor Shepherds. Matt says, consistent winning the centre clearances. Matt, I hope you're wearing your green socks this weekend still. Um, Ross says, lace out, Brian, Jez bag six, and Sav has a day out. 
Super Coach Mama says round six, control copy. So just exactly what was last week. She wants to see it again. Uh, and the Hoops show says clean, confident, courageous ball movement. Um, there's a couple of things I want to flick to out of that, Johnny. Um, there's a few things, yes. actually. Let's let's first of all talk about how good Grian Mize has been, like lace out Grian. Oh. Um, 13 assists already. He's been already. so good this year. Yeah, 13 goal assists in what? How many How many games have we got? Six. Six. So he's averaging a tick over two a game. What do you think it's been this year, like, John? Do you, I mean, it's a continuation of last year, but, you know, in, in a sense. But I, I feel like his kicking and stuff is unconventional. His technique is unconventional, but he's he's putting it where it needs to go. Absolutely is. And, yeah, it's unconventional, but, man, can he pass a bullet when he needs to? And even when they don't mm. reach them on the full, they still manage to bounce perfectly so the player can pick it up on the run and still slot a goal like Blitz did against the Swans. And, yeah, it's just confidence. I think his confidence is sky high. Got a lot of, I think, winning the premiership last year. So a lot of media people will say, oh, the young guys, you know, they've won that premiership now. Are they mm. still that hungry? Well, Grind Myers is definitely hungry for more success with the way he's playing. You don't play that well unless you're wanting to win and wanting more success. So I think it's just down to confidence. What's, this is third year, fourth year in the in the system. Knows yeah, the team extremely team. well. Um, and just I think it's just he's super confident in himself now and he's just playing a game that he knows how to play. Tyson Stengel, obviously, last year would have given him a lot of confidence. Him close and Stengel teaming up, we're all saying how right those three were together. And again, close and Myers, without Stengel, they're still teaming up beautifully. Um, but yeah, mm. Grian Myers is kicking inside 50. He's fast becoming an Excelwood in his ability mm. to pass, to bullet pass to players in. Good positions, similar as Duncan. But yeah, I think I think overall it's just another year. Confidence in himself, confidence in the team, confidence in forwards that they're going to be where they want it to, be, where he wants them to be. And I think it's just backing himself. I don't think it's much more because mm. he hasn't really changed much the way he plays. He's just gotten better. It's 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 that thing too, isn't it? Like there was definitely a season, I think it was 2021. He, he had a ripper season in 2020, I think was his debut season off the top of my head, the year we went to the grand final and he was kicking more goals than he's, you know, kicked, than he's gone on to kick in, in the subsequent 2021 season. 2022, he sort of started a little bit roughly, but what I liked is that he was he kept being given opportunities and that's what i keep coming back to with with players like cam guthrie players like radigalia players zach like brent brent yeah exactly zach guthrie brandon parfit like this they're on geelong's list because they are very talented and i think the the coaching staff knows that if they persist it will eventually unlock like sam said on the podcast the recap pod 
you know, Chris Scott's favorite player in the league is the player that Asava Radagalia could become. Like that shows, yeah. I think, the foresight, their belief into what these guys can develop into. And Myers is kind of, as you said, you know, Myers, Zach Guthrie, players like that are a testament to the fact that if you give them time, if you let them have time to grow, they can become core players. And I think even in the losses that we were having, Myers was still efforting, you know, towards putting on pressure and trying to influence influence mm. the game in Geelong's favour. So, yeah, no, we'd definitely like to see Lace out, Grian. The, um, I th- thought Mark O'Connor did have a great game last week. So I want to see, I, I agree with Mitch there, want to see some more, probably the best game he's played this season. Um, Jez, Jezza Cameron. I mean, I don't think we're going to see 14 goals, seven behinds somehow, but... How good would it be if there what do you... it was to kick 14? <laughs> <laughs> I'd just love to see him kick seven, John. Like, do you do you Again. think he's getting to 100? Um, yeah. If he continues to play like this, it's going to be bloody mm. hard to stop him. But it's the way, like, it's just... The way he's kicked goals, it feels like he's not going to miss any goal. And the only way you can stop him is would be double teaming him. But if you do that, then you're leaving Hawkins um, without a defender. You're leaving Ollie Henry without a defender. You're leaving all these other players without defenders. So it's either do you stop Cameron getting 100 or do you stop Hawkins kicking a bag or do you stop Ollie Henry possibly kicking a bag? It's... It's one that I don't think any coach would be going, we need to stop Cameron from kicking 100. It's more like, just need to stop the whole attack. But the way he's playing, no one's going to be able to stop him. Um, Yeah, at the moment, definitely 100% he can get the 100. It's just a matter of if he can continue on this form and if he gets to play every single game. But it's it's hard to argue, no. It's hard to argue that he won't get it because he's, yeah, it just seems like he's in 100% control. Knows where the goals are, picking him easily. Mm. Like the amount of effort he puts in looks zero compared to other players it's, who kick it's, goals. It's the range of ways he can kick goals too as a big forward, like mm. the ability to, you know, kick a snap on the run, you know, crumb it off a pack, all those things, you know, run through 50 and launch it. You know, it's not just marking on the lead and kicking set shots, though. He's, you know, particularly fucking good at that, too. Like, he's got so many ways to score. Um, some people have raised the idea is, of, you know, he's as yeah. Jez, as Jay says, he's still getting like mm. 20 odd disposals and still kicking bags at goals. But is there a way? Mm. Is there a way to stop Jeremy Cameron at the moment? My saying is i don't think so yeah well as, as you said the three problem... players against him <laughs> <laughs> yeah and and that'll be the thing won't it you know like teams if you set out to stop jeremy cameron you know you can become too focused on the one player and if you become too focused on the one player geelong have other options you know ollie henry if you ever you know sorts the goal kicking yips out I and mean, he's not been i'm not I shouldn't say yips. He's just, you know, had a few games where it's come off the side of the boot a few times. But, um, 
you know, there's dangerous players in and around Geelong's Ford 50, even when you don't have Steve. You've got Gary Rowan up there still. Yeah. So Close. um it, there's plenty of options there for the cats, but I, I would love to see Jez kick a big bag on the weekend. Mm. Um now I, I want to sort of lead in these these comments here you know super coach mama has said you know wants what happened last week to happen again the hoop show clean confident courageous ball movement uh matt consistent winning the center clearances let's move into talking some specifics of the game john i've put together a, a graph here um which is a great reason why you should sign up for the chap chat cats patreon it's three dollars fifty us per month you get video versions of all of our shows. You get extended versions of the shows. For instance, in about five, 10 minutes, we're going to cross over to a Patreon-only section of the show where we're going to make some match predictions. Um, on the recap shows, we do um, a player focus, looking specifically at, at the performance or, or a particular angle of a performance of one player um, from that week. You get written articles, all sorts of stuff. So if you want to see the video version of this, which has a nice little graphic um, with some stats on it for the Cats and Essendon, sign up to the Patreon uh, for $3.50 US per month. But I'll go through it uh, in the audio format here as well, John. So I've just That's taken true. some statistics um, and comparing the Cats and Essendon. So I've got hitouts, clearances, uh, uncontested, footy, contested footy, marks, inside 50s, marks inside 50, shots on goal, tackles and one percenters. Um, the stats in green represent that, that the, the team is in the top six in the league for that stat. In orange, it's the middle six. And in red, it's the bottom six. So the Cats, out of all those stats, they're only in the bottom six in one of them, and that's one percenters. Um, everything else is in the green or in the orange. It's either top six or middle six for the Cats. Um, Geelong, so if you do the comparison, Geelong is seventh in hitouts, 37.6 per game. Essendon is 12th, 36.0 per game. So the, the hitouts, John, are, are relatively even if you look at the average per the game, 37.6. Clearances, the cat. Yeah, the Cats haven't done too badly. Um, and too bad. it sort of surprises me that Essendon are are above, uh, uh, sorry, are below where, where Geelong are. Mm. Clearances, Cats are eighth. The Bombers are 16th. Um, uncontested footy, the Cats are sixth. The Bombers are seventh, so very similar there. The contested mm. footy, now this is a key part of this equation for me, John. The Cats are 10th in contested footy with 136.4 contested possessions per game. The Bombers are second last in the competition, 126.5 per game. And they got pretty well handled in that area by Collingwood on the weekend. I think they lost the contested possession count by about 20. I think that's an area that if the Cats bring their A game, that could be a key place where we can win this game, Johnny, because I think, the Bombers are very good in the uncontested footy, spreading it around. They're fifth for marks. We're fourth for marks. Johnny, I reckon we could find an advantage with the contested footy if, if we bring our A game. Oh, most definitely. And as you said, the Bombers just couldn't keep up with the Magpies when the Magpies got on top of them, pressured them, got in that contested ball, and just, mm. just were hungry a foot of ball, the Pies were, and Bombers just couldn't keep up. But they are good 
with the uncontested ball is you know, seventh ladders, pretty good. Marks as well. Mm. They do like to yeah move it around by foot, by hand a bit. Clean, clean mm. movement. Whereas sometimes you need that dirty, hard ball movement and the Bombers just aren't showing that by the stats at the moment. So, yeah, I think the Cats do get in, in there um, hard and fast and put the head over the ball mm. and just pressure them like they did against Sydney, then I think that's, that's a fair way of getting a win. And then obviously when you look at inside 50s, marks inside 50s and shots and goal, that's pretty pretty good for the Cats first in all those areas. And what Bombers are 12th yeah. inside 50s, 5th for marks inside 50. Shots and goal, they're 11th. So the Cats, if they get it in there, they get a mark or inside 50, mm. what, that's nearly, oh, that's over about 6% of the time they're going to have a shot at goal. Oh, mm. 30% of the time, a lot of shots at goal if it goes inside 50. And, yeah, I think it's it's looking like, like looking on paper, it's saying it could be a fairly straightforward, easy win, but that's on mm. paper. It's because it's still got to apply that pressure, still got to get that contested ball. And we've got the players to do it, the players that bark at those contested beasts are firing. But mm. on the other hand, Bombers have come off a loss that they would have been feeling pretty good about going into three-quarter time that they're in on top, their opportunity to win, they lost it. They're going to be working on that as well. Mm. So I don't think it's just Cats play like they get against Sydney and they'll win. Most likely they will, mm. but they're also going to be prepared that Essendon are going to want to, want to atone for Anzac Tuesday, mm. the way they played, because that last quarter, it was pretty, pretty, um, it wasn't good. just wasn't a good quarter of football. Mm. Well, you messaged me, John, uh, I can't remember, it was in the fourth quarter and said, oh, looks like, you know, Collingwood's done or whatever it is. And then you messaged back like that 10 minutes later saying. Third. Yeah, That's right. And, and, and Third quarter. I was all over them. And then they just stormed back and, and Essendon didn't really have an answer. That to me is... No, no answer. Like if you're looking at places where teams need to prove something, you know, as Geelong did a few weeks ago, where Geelong was getting smashed in contested footy and we weren't winning clearances, the last three weeks we've improved in that area. I would now be looking... It's Essendon are being asked the same question. They're, they're currently yep. third from last in clearances per game. They're second from last in contested footy. So both of those areas are going to have to come up a lot if they're to beat Geelong. Um, the other thing for them is is in tackles. Now, they had above their season average in tackles against Collingwood, um, but they're currently second from last with tackles, 50.1 per game, and they're second from last in one percenters uh, with 44 per game. The Cats, ninth for tackles and 14th for one percenters. So... There really is, like for me, if you, and I would look at these numbers and sort of go, Essendon clearly a good side when they've got the ball in their hand, they can move it yep. uh, as they like by foot. But there, there are question marks now over, can you win clearances? Can you win in contested footy? And are you going to be able to apply enough pressure consistently week in, week out when you don't have the ball? Because the numbers would say, well, no, no. You're, you're not. You're second from bottom. 
in tackles, your second from bottom in contested footy, and your third from bottom in clearances. So I'm really interested. That doesn't mean they can't turn it around because people were asking the same things of Geelong a month yep. ago. Um, so it can turn around here. And in, um, just so remember, yeah, it's Chris Scott versus Brad Scott. That's the twin battle of the twins. So yeah, they're also going to want to have one up against it. each other. Um, I'm pretty sure mm. Chris Scott would have the upper hand at the moment. But, you know, as I said, the Bombers, the Bombers had a pretty embarrassing last quarter on Anzac Day. They're going to, they're going to want to come out and atone for that um, this weekend. It may just be at the start. Maybe they won't be able to carry it throughout the whole game. But, you know, the Cats don't want to just go out there, oh, we've got to weather the storm. They'll come out of the storm and let's go worth of that. And then we'll play our way. So Cats have just got to be ready to come out, play the way they want to play, put the game to bed early like they did against the Swans, and then just cruise. Because I think if the Cats do apply that pressure, do really hunt the ball, just move it on at all costs, I think the Cats could win it comfortably and then cruise. But mm. as we're saying, it's it's all easy saying it. It's harder to do it, and especially against a team that will want to prove that they're worthy of finishing in the top eight. It's it's a big deal, John. This game for Essendon, the Cats are twelve and three against the Bombers in the last fifteen games. So, you know, if if you're going to be one of those teams that wants to be up in the top four as Essendon do. You've got to beat these teams that have had the wood yep. on you for a while. Geelong, as I said, 12-3 and three the last 15 times out against Essendon. And obviously games 15, 15 games ago don't really matter that much, but it just shows there's a track record here of the last, you know, say five, 10 years where Geelong just ha- have it over Essendon. So it's, 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 a, it's a big test for the Bombers. Um, and, and it's a test too for Geelong to maintain the standards that they've set the last three weeks um, to continue to show that it's not just because they're playing, you know, a team like Sydney who only had one fit AFL listed player on their roster um, going into the game last weekend. Um, <laughs> so, you know, going up against Hawthorne and West Coast who might get relegated to, you know, the, the GVFL. GVFL. It's, it's, that's right. Um, Johnny, before we move on to the Patreon show, one thing we want to see. What's one thing you want to see? One takeaway can be as as niche or as broad as you like. What's one thing you want to see in the game against Essendon on Sunday Arvo? Cameron kicking eight goals. Get a nice two-game lead on reaching that ton. See what he needs, four, four and a Mm. half per game mm. to get to the ton. Let's see what he's averaging at yep. the moment. I'll bring that up. I think he's about four and a half or something. He's I got 33 he goals in six games or is it 33? No, 29. 20, 29. 29. I can't remember. Yeah. 27. 4.5. So yeah. So another eight. If he, if what he got another eight, he would be up to 35 and across. So he'd be averaging five goals a game if he got up there. And that'll be a nice little little buffer next little while to carry him through. 
Yeah, Cameron to kick eight. I like. I like it a lot. Um, I would like to see. <clears throat> I would like to see Brandon Parfit come back into the side and and have a, you know a. I'm going to say twenty plus disposals. Something close to like five or six clearances. Lay half a dozen tackles and generally look like, okay, he's he's kind of, he's clicking back into that AFL mode. I really, really like Brandon Parfit. He was one of my favorite players the last few years. I really want to see him do well and earn his way back into the side. So that's one thing I want to see. If he gets selected as that player to come in and replace Cam Guthrie, I want to see him take that opportunity with both hands and put together a performance that if, if you know, you know even if it doesn't make him undroppable, it makes him that automatic first pick um, guy if someone has a dip in form or gets bumped out with injury or whatever. So, yeah, that's what I want to see. All right. I like it. We're going to move in now to our Patreon match predictions. So we're going to say goodbye to the public audience. We thank you guys heaps for listening. Uh, we really appreciate it. Appreciate all the five-star reviews on the podcast, on Apple Podcasts, Spotify. If you want to leave us one of those, we'd really appreciate it. Um, and if you want to join up over on the Patreon, it's $3.50 US per month. You get articles, you get um, video versions of the shows, you get extended versions of the podcast. We would love to see you over there on the Chat Chat Cats Patreon. Um, a dozen members and growing strongly. So... We'll be back in your ears on Monday evening, hopefully recapping a fourth win in a row for the Cats. Until next time, Johnny, go Cats! Go Cats!